The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. I want us to begin with Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see. Hallelujah. Observation is a form of learning. It says, stand in the ways and see. And ask. You see, your willingness to ask questions is the proof of your humility. Your willingness to ask questions is the proof of your humility. Wise men ask questions like what, why, how, when, with whom, they ask questions. It says, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. Did you see that? So it is possible to do something or work and experience a refreshing while you walk. It says, ask for the old way. This month's equip, the theme is doing ministry the Jesus way. That's the old way. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11. And let's begin from verse 28. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight. All right. It says, come to me, all you who labor, and I have a laden, and I'll give you rest. Did you see that? It's an invitation to rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So Jesus shows us here that learning is the way to rest. Learning. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, that take my yoke upon you refers to partnership. Jesus said, let's become partners. See that? Let's become partners. When I came to Bielsa, for the most part, People felt I was going to fail. Why would you leave Benin and come back here? And people told me all kind of stuff. This is the end of his ministry and all that. But amazingly, the ministry has become a global brand. Amen? It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from who? From Jesus. It says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. In other words, humility. You see that? One of the marks of a humble person is the willingness to learn. You see that? One of the marks of a humble person is the willingness to learn. And do not forget, your learning determines your earning. Don't forget, your learning determines your earning. You don't pay a doctorate holder the same salary you pay a, a BSc holder or a school cert holder. No, you don't. Why? The learning. But if a 
BAC holder gets professional certifications, which is learning, it may increase the salary. For instance, if someone has an ICANN, that's he's increased his earning. Why? By his learning. Are we together? Okay. So it says, For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see that? And uh, that's why I said we are upscaling. The Lord has been talking to me and uh, sharing things with me. And I look at it like, whoa, that may look tough. But he told me something, if you want to build a work that will last. See, the work is started 2,000 years ago. It's still the, most, the fastest great religion in the world till today. And he used a sword to spread it. He said, if you want to build a work that will last. So if Jesus tells you that, you better follow because his work is lasting. He says, ask for the old way. Remember one time the Lord spoke to me. He said, every time you choose leaders, look for three things. Faithfulness, loyalty, and sacrifice. And I said, why? He said, because everyone I chose... That was my standard. He said, everyone that walked with me as a minister, speaking of Peter and the rest, said they left all and followed me. So that's sacrifice. Loyalty, they were willing to die for me. Faithfulness, every meeting I was in, they were there. Said, so look for those three things. If you build on that, what will happen? Your walk will last. And pastors take note of that. Don't build ministry on gift. Don't build ministry on money. But faithfulness, loyalty, and what? Sacrifices. Ask for the old way. Hallelujah. So we are looking at a roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. We have defined our terms that uncommon means unusual, extraordinary, exceptional, remarkable. And accomplishment means achievement or attainment. We say the first key is to find your purpose. Second key is to follow your passion. Third key is to flex your potential. And four, forge a plan. A plan is a carefully written down strategy for achieving a goal, usually over a long period of time. I'm going to say that again for those who are writing. A plan is a carefully written down strategy for achieving a goal, usually over a long period of time. Secondly, a plan is a detailed blueprint developed for the purpose of reaching your goals and dreams. Let me explain a few things. Let's say you're building a house and you have no plan which means you don't know what the house is going to look like. You don't know how many stories. And just that building. At the end of the day, that building might not be safe to live in or you might leave out something. When I first got to Yenagua, I was looking for a house that had a bathroom. Because, you know what I mean by bathroom? Because you don't use the T word publicly. You know the T word? Uh, I mean, if you know the T word. Okay, 
So I was looking for a house that had a bathroom because I was not raised um, going to going for short put and um, so those outside the corner said, "What is short put?" He that is ignorant, let him be ignorant, and um, all the stuff. So I was looking for a house that had a bathroom. So when I found a house that had a bathroom, I realized that that particular house had no soap pit. So they were talking to me, and I, I left the house. So when people moved into that house, I got a better place. When people moved into that house, when they did their stuff, it flew out. Because the individual had no clue that what they sit on is only the beginning of the process. There's an ending. Are we together? So we said a plan is a detailed blueprint developed for the purpose of reaching your goals and dreams. We said a plan is a template or roadmap for achieving your goals. It's a roadmap. When you look at Proverbs 12 verse 5, the New Living Translation, it says, the plans of the godly are just, but the advice of the wicked is treacherous. Now, if he puts planning and advice in the same context, it means that gaining advice is also part of your plan. Are we together? It says, the plans of the godly are just, which means godly people plan. Hello? Our God plans. How many of you know that God plans? God is a planner. Now, let me see. How many of you know that God plans? Let me see your hand up. Okay, so that's a good one. All right. Now, give it to me in the NIV, New International Version. It says, the plans of the righteous are just. So, when you're planning, have a honest plan. You know people plan this honestly? People do. Somebody invited me for a program, and I went to minister somewhere in Delta State. And um, when I was through, actually, Oguash, Oguashuku, but I won't tell you the name of the church. When I was through ministering, they were all blessed. And the assistant pastor said, please, let me see you. So I went to sit down. And he said, um, I want to invite you for a program in our village. And that's to be a big program in Aguash. I said, oh, that's great. I will, I will come. But he said, I want you, when you come, you're going to come as though you came from the United States of America. I said, what? He said, yes. The way you talk. And after the crusade, we'll raise money for you to go back to the U.S. I said, no, I don't do such. He said, souls will be saved. Now, it was a plan, but it was a deceitful plan. You see that? So when you're planning, is your plan a just plan or a deceitful plan? And I said, I'm not coming. I can't do that. I said, okay, you just come. You won't take the money. You leave the money for us. I said, I still won't come because it's deception. And here we are today. God has raised us beyond what we could have gotten from that deceitful plan. Are you following me? It says the plans of the righteous are just. 
but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. There are people who have a plan, but it's a deceitful plan. Give it to me in the Amplified Version, please. It says the thoughts of and purposes of the consuming righteous are honest and what? Reliable. Forge a plan. There's something the Lord told me yesterday. He said, you cannot build a business on where two of us were discussing about people who deceive and all that. He said, you cannot build a business on deception and falsehood and it will last. He said, it will eventually crumble. Because the Bible says, the truth of the, the, the lips of truth shall be established forever. In other words, whatever is built on truth is permanent. So your plans must be honest and what? Reliable. But the counsels and designs of the wicked are what? Are treacherous. Proverbs 21 verse 5. Forge a plan. Very important. Give it to me in New King James first. It says the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. Now one thing I've observed is that poor people don't plan. Four people do not plan. Number two, people who fail to plan, give it to me, plan to fail. That means all successful people plan. You see that? All successful people plan. Poor people don't plan. Why did Egypt become the greatest nation under Joseph? Because Joseph gave them a plan. He said that 20% of the income of the state should be saved. And in seven years, Egypt became the richest nation in the world. One of the greatest exceptions of two nations is to build their economy on debt. That's one of the greatest deceptions the enemy brought into the world. Because the Bible says the borrower is subject to who? The lender. The oldest of America's debt are China, Japan. Just on this, they hold America's debt. So Joseph planned for the future. And I always tell people the future belongs to those who prepare for it, and the future belongs to those who plan for it, because you can't prepare for what you don't plan for. Many people don't plan. And we see it especially in the body of Christ. It's a very, very common practice amongst Christians and amongst churches. See that? Very, very common. It says the plans of the diligent lead shortly to plenty. 
So God is saying that if you want to be prosperous, you must have a plan. See, success requires a strategy. You must know that. If you are going to succeed in anything, you must have a strategy. I always tell people, I say, um, when maybe I do something, I'll say, every time think for your enemy. You see that? Think for your enemy every time. If you were your enemy, what will you use to destroy you? When you do that and have a plan like that, you've kept yourself in the safest place. Think about it. If you're a pastor, if you were your enemy, what would you use to destroy you? If you're a manager, if you were your enemy, what would you use to destroy you? See, that's planning. Most of the time, we're very careless with our lives. Careless with our lives. Careless with our businesses. Careless with our finances. It says, the plans of the children lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Don't do things in a hurry. Think it through. Elaine, from one of the wealthiest men in the world, is a Christian. He said, think on paper. You see that? Think on paper. That means write down what you're thinking, what the plan is. This one say, the plan is in my mind. Do you know the church keeps on going today, going forward, because the plan is written? Now think about it. The plan, Jesus, Jesus he inspired people to write the scriptures. The plan is written. Where is your plan? I've been working for the plans of 2020. I'm still working and working. I want to get down to the last detail for 2020. As you grow older, you should get wiser. And one of the proofs of wisdom is planning. Now, there's something I want to read to you. And um, let's look at Proverbs chapter 24 and um, verse 3. We'll come back here. The Living Bible says, any enterprise is built by wise planning. Any enterprise, any enterprise is built by wise planning. Become strong through common sense. Three, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. In other words, by paying attention to details. That's why I said a detailed blueprint. In the building of the tabernacle, there were detailed blueprints. In the beginning of the temple, there were detailed blueprints. So it's important that when it comes to your life, you have a detailed blueprint. Don't just joke with your life. What are the things that somebody needs to have 
to qualify as your friend. You see here? I have a set of standards. When you violate the standards, we are no longer friends. See? Somebody called someone and said, um, Apostle is not taking my calls. And um, the person called me and I said, the Lord told me certain things that I should avoid such and such. And this individual is impacted such and such. He's not a friend. Because your friends determine the quality and the direction of your life. Your friends. Because that particular individual met some other people and said, Apostle Walifesso is too spiritual. We need to bring down his spirituality. Poison. You want to ruin me? That's my strength, my spirituality. So I said, I have certain values. When you violate those values, we can't be friends. You want to bring down my spirituality? You want to be my friend? And you want to bring down my spirituality? See, what are you? See, you need to have a plan. We don't have a plan. When you don't, your credibility will not last. Hallelujah. Are you all there? All right. Now, let me show you something to amplify. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Now, we know that we're talking about wise planning. It says, through skillful and godly wisdom, it's a house, watch this, a life, a home, a family built. There must be a plan. Forge a plan. Where is the blueprint? See? People have no plan. Young girls that are getting married ask the young man, what is the plan? Give us Proverbs 21 verse 5. What is the plan? Proverbs 21 verse 5. Now, it says, um, give it to me now in the NIV. NIV. It says, the plans of a diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. I remember when MMM came, I was asking the people questions. And they were, everybody was excited, putting their money in MMM and all that, even churches. I said, why? I said, why? Do you know them? Are you aware of Ponzi schemes? Yeah, no, this is, this is God. God wants to release it to remove Nigeria from hardship. When MMM disappeared, none of them came to tell me that this is not God anymore. Haste. The Bible says, he that is hasty to be rich will not go unpunished. They were punished. They wanted to be, they wanted to be hasty. The Bible says, he that gathered little by little shall have increase. So, I'm gathering little, but I'm patient. Patient with the process. Hallelujah. Are you out there? All right, give it to me in the New Living Translation, please. NLT. NLT, New Living Translation, Proverbs 21, verse 5. Good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to what? Poverty. Notice good planning and hard work. So you plan your work and what? 
walk your plan. See? Very, very important. Give it to us in the message translation, please. MSG. It says, careful planning puts you ahead how? In the long run. I'm not in a hurry. Some people have gone to hurry to buy, to borrow money from a bank, to do something in their churches, and finally, they're thinking when our people bring the money, and now the people didn't bring the money, and the churches own the property right now. Say, God, where are you? No, careful planning. Push your head in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you farther behind. That's why I don't borrow. If I don't have it, I don't need it. If I don't have it, I don't need it. About three days ago or so, I saw Gary in the evening. I had money in the bank, but I've scheduled it to give it for the land. Did I call you and say, hey, brethren, if I don't have it, I don't need it. Maybe it should be an experience. It's been a long time I soaked it. Maybe I should try it. Hallelujah. Does it show him on my face? I saw Gary three days ago. Hallelujah. All right. Now, it's going to give you Proverbs 24, verse 3, the living Bible. Look at it. Any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the fact. Detailed blueprint. All right, let's move on with our context. Is this helping anybody today? Let's look at 1 Chronicles 28, verse 19. 1 Chronicles 28, verse 19. Shall they say amen? All right. It says this. All this, said David, the Lord made me understand how in writing. If it's not written, it is not a plan. You see that? 2020 is coming. You should have a plan for January, for February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Have a plan. For every month, have a focus for every month, have a focus for every week. All successful people are planners. If you don't plan, you might be a victim of circumstances. You shall have a plan A and a what? A plan B, a backup plan. Now, give it to me. It says, all this said David, the Lord, even sent in writing by his hand upon me, all the works of what? These plans. 
And if you read that plan, it was so detailed, the way, the way this should be, the way this should be made, detailed. Give it to me in the message translation. It says, here are the blueprints for the whole project. As God gave me to understand it, David said, blueprints, detailed blueprints. Your life, what is the blueprint for 2020? See, that's why people are poor. What's the focus of 2020? The Lord was explaining some things to me, which I might not be able to tell you now, about 2020, what you should do in 2020. You should have a plan. Hallelujah. These things are very, very important. Praise God. Now let's let's move on. In 2 Samuel 18, 1 to 4, you see David and um, his men. Let's begin from verse 1 of 4. So, and, and David numbered the people who were with him and said, captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. Next. And then David sent out the third of the people under the hand of Joab, one third, under the hand of Abishai, the son of Zariah, Joab's brother, one third under the hand of Itai, the Gittite. And the king said to the people, I will also surely go out with you myself. Look at this. Next. But the people answered, you shall not go out. For if we flee away, they will not care about us. No, if half of us die, we they care about us. But you are what 10,000 of us now. You are now more help to us in the city. So the people said, no, it's a bad. If you go with us as our general, they want to kill you. So David, you sit back in the city. Do the planning. Give us directives. You see that? Verse 4. Then the king said to them, whatever seems best to you, I will do. So the king stood beside the gate and went out by thousands and hundreds. See, there was a plan. There was a plan. Say there was a plan. Do you have a plan for your children? I heard the Lord clearly speak to me and said, do not send your children to a boarding school. Clearly. So for my family, no child will go to a boarding school. That's the plan. You see that? That's the plan. The boarding school they're allowed to go to is in my house. That's their boarding school. So she was in one of the schools in the city. They said um, they will not let her become a day student in GS3. I said, remove her. Oh, my wife at first said, the school is better than I said, remove her. You cannot compromise a child's destiny. Because many people have compromised their destinies because they didn't have a plan. David got the blueprint from God. I don't just do things because everybody's doing it. One thing I tell myself, I will stand before God, including you. For those children, how you raise them. Hallelujah. Are you out there? All right. 
You should plan, your plan should answer the following questions. Every plan you have should have the following questions. Number one, what? In other words, what you want to achieve. Bless you. Two, why? Why you want to achieve it. Three, how? Your strategy or your method. Four, with whom? What are you going to do with it? Who are your partners? Five, for whom? Who is your target market if you're in business? When? That's timing. Where? That's place. And your challenges. Look at your challenges. How are you going to overcome those challenges? Furthermore, you can add this. Ingredients of a great plan. A, identify exactly what you want. What do you want out of life? I've already identified it. I want to be like Jesus. I want to get to heaven and God tells me, well done. In 96, the Lord was teaching me something that not everybody who's popular is great in my sight. I was like, Lord, what? I said, no. You need to know what makes a man great in my sight. And I started learning it because I wanted to be great in God's sight. Because what will it profit me if I'm great in the earth and I get to heaven and I'm not great? And I pastor the church. Oh, I had, come on. It's embarrassing. That's tears from our eyes. I don't want to get in heaven and start crying. Then they want me to tell me, sorry, okay, no, at least you made it. Until I found the book Final Quest. I think every Christian should read that book, Final Quest by Rick Joyner. If you read it before, read it again. So when he started talking about people he saw in heaven, he saw this very great man in heaven, and the man came to him and said, um, you know, in heaven I'm not great here. He said, because all the books I wrote, I wrote for my mind and not by the spirit. And God had taught me that earlier. You see why we do ministry the way we're doing? People will be laughing now, but when we get there. So the man said, uh, you read my books? He said, they're all for my mind. They're for my soul. They're not works of the spirit. So it wasn't great in him. So when I read it, I began to see some things. God trained me. I said, wow. I said, wow, I was trained aright. Identify exactly what you want. Do you want to be a professional footballer? Do you want to be a football manager? Do you want exactly what you want? You want to be... Um, you want to be a millionaire. You want to be a billionaire. Exactly what you want. Identify exactly what you want. B. Set a timeline or date with it. A timeline. In other words, milestones for what you want to achieve, what you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to have. C. Identify the obstacles you have to overcome because sometimes we'll plan and don't identify the obstacles. For instance, being here 
in the city. There are certain challenges I face because I am in this city. There are certain kind of quality personnel that you need for the kind of work of a global brand we are doing that require that if you want to do it, you move to either Portacot, Abuja, or Lagos, or forget about it. So how are we going to do that to overcome these challenges? One of them is, one, we may have to pray for God to send those quality people from outside. Two, we may send our people to get those trainings from outside. See, you must identify your obstacles you have to overcome. If not, you are a plan to be this, a plan to be that. Okay, what are the challenges that can keep you from achieving this? Is this helping anybody today? So you must identify your challenges. You want to have a church of 200, 500? What are the challenges you are likely going to have? D. Identify the people or groups that you have to work with. Identify the people or groups that you have to work with. Association is influence. Now, I taught them the other day about brain alignment. I was watching a Christian program and... Um, the, the minister was talking about what happens when you associate with people. They say that when you sit down with people related to people, your brain starts aligning with your brain. As you're sitting there right now, your brain is aligning with the person's brain beside you. Now think of sitting or working closely with someone whose brain is very shallow you may likely fall down to that level and not fulfill destiny. This is scientific. He was talking about the neurosurgeon's findings and what he said about the brains and people you associate with, that your brain aligns with those you, you're always with. How many of you, you, you find yourself doing certain things you never thought you would do when you got on campus? Let me see. Went to university. You aligned. Your brain aligned with the people you were with. So right now, who are your friends? And we'll deal with that later, but I just want to throw this in. Who are your friends? You're becoming like your friends, and your friends are becoming like you. And if they have more convictions in what they do, you will inevitably become like your friends. A pastor went into politics. And um, I used to have problem with women. He confessed it to me that he won't carry women on the streets. And God told them and said, when I make you great, what would these women say when they see you on TV and say, oh, this man was my customer? And he's saying, God made him so this man was a Christian. So he said he would stop all those stops, so he stopped that. So he got into politics. And um, my wife said, she perceives this man is sleeping around. I don't want to believe people do what I don't do. See, I don't do such, so I feel you don't do it. So finally, one day, I confronted him. I said, um, this is what Pastor V keeps saying about you. I don't know, but I, I found out from the Lord that I have that kind of thing. Kind of, I just want to, I want to clear the air. He denied it at first, and then I came and said, I have slept, he had been sleeping with women so much. That uh, the only thing he has to put his hand now is charms. 
brain alignment. Brain alignment. I mean, if you enter the bus, you were traveling to like Lagos, you acquired at first, and the gist was going, then later, you were talking as though you were all friends. The brains have aligned. I wonder who your brain is aligning with. I hope it has a good destination. He said the only thing he hasn't put his hand to is chaps. Then I said, women... I said, what does women got to do with bodies? Ah, I said, the both of them go together. I said, I didn't know. Who are your friends? Identify the people or groups you have to work with. People who move you faster toward the realization of your goals and dreams. Is this helping anybody today? All right. E, identify what you need to know. Identify what you need to know. There is something you don't know that is limiting you. There is something you don't know that is limiting you. So, what do I need to know? Do I need to know more about money and how to save money? Do I need to know more about business on how to invest? Do I need to know? Identify what you need to know. F. Determine... A plan of action. And that's the action steps. What are the things you're going to be able to do, you're going to be doing to reach this goal that you have set for yourself? What are the things you're going to be doing? G, write down why you want it. I taught you this earlier, motive. Can you remember? Motivation is from two words, motive or motive. And action is your motive for your actions. Age, write it down. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to plan. I want to encourage you to plan because many of you are not planning. Praise God. God is a planner. Isaiah 14, verse 24. Isaiah 14, 24. Give to me the NIV. It says, The Lord Almighty has sworn, Surely as I have planned, so it will be, as I propose, so it will stand. This is where we get the statement, Man's plans have no guarantee of success. Man's plans have no guarantee of success. Then, we also say, God's plans have no possibility of failure. Very, very important. Give it to me, 
in the MSG. It says, God of the angel army speaks exactly as I planned it to happen. What did he say? Following my blueprints, what will happen? It will take shape. Bow your heads in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.